Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels podcast. I am joined as always with Dan Garcia. And yes, we are back together here. Um, no curator tonight. Curate, the curator went back to uh, visit a, a friend of his. Yeah, um, he's camping. A little inside joke we got going on here between us. But we are back. Uh, we're here at uh, uh, Halo Haven 2.0, Halo Heaven Light or whatever you want to call it. But boils down to that. The Angels had another rough week this week. Uh, it seems like uh, the last couple weeks have been a little rough for us uh, as far as getting the wins and just battling really the injury bug. And as we were uh, getting ready for tonight's podcast, uh, Daniel sent me a text, and I heard it over the radio. You want to you want to inform these people? I'm sure I'm sure they'll know by the time they listen to it. But still, yeah. So again, we're recording this Thursday evening. After, yeah, evening before the Angel game. So um, the the news of Tyler Skaggs being scratched from today's game because of a hamstring tightness um, in his right leg. So right now he's considered kind of day-to-day. He'll be reevaluated the next morning. Um, so that means, I guess, lucky for the Angels that they had the off day yesterday. So no one's forced to come in on short rest. They bumped um, Lamb up today. Yeah, he's throwing today. And then Haney, I mean, pretty much everyone that was playing to pitch – this weekend just gets bumped up a day, so Haney's pitching tomorrow and stuff like that. But again, um, coming off the day off on Wednesday, the twentieth, it shouldn't really matter because everyone's still going to be on full rest. Yeah. So, and the good thing it's a hamstring thing, it's a leg thing, it's nothing to do with his arm. So that's, I guess, that's a plus side. But you know, I was a pitcher all my whole life and into college, so your arm, your leg is important to you. And and like you said, with the off day, hey, it doesn't really hurt to kind of right. set him back, you know, yeah. and, and just go day to day with him. Yeah, because you're not going to need him until next week anyway. Right. If your worst case scenario is that it lingers, yeah. I mean, you you have five days until his, his spot up in the rotation comes again. For sure. So with that said, let's get into this week in review for uh, the week starting the 15th. You guys, yourself and the curator did the podcast on the 15th. So we'll talk about that game. That was the uh, the series opener against the Oakland Athletics, and the Angels won this game. And speaking of the devil, Tyler Skaggs pitched a great game that day. He pitched seven innings, gave up seven hits, no earned runs, one walk, eight Ks. 
Uh, the offense scored runs in this game. They scored eight runs on nine hits. Yeah, I mean, going back to also the Skags, the two runs, I don't think you said, I don't know if you mentioned it, but they were unearned. Yeah, so, so yeah, no earned no runs. No earned runs, two runs off of uh, Nolan Fontana error. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the offense showed up, uh, put up eight runs on the board, trout another multi-hit game, went three for three with one walk. So um, he was on base every single time he was up. So kind of trout doing trout things. Yeah. Uh, everyone else around him kind of stepped the game up. And it showed with the eight to four victory over the A's. Mike Trout just continues to amaze me. You keep seeing all these stats online where people start to kind of Mike Trout hasn't done. I saw a meme, uh, not a meme, but just a, a post where it said like uh, Mike Trout since his call up in 2012 has only not gone on base two days in a row, only like a few times, a handful of times. I don't know what. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, I mean, the, all these new stats are coming out with him being on base for his, you know, multi hit games and um, his. All his projected, I know it's fairly early, but all their projected stats, whether it's home runs, RBIs, like like all this stuff is all going to be career highs from right now if if it pans out, of course. But just the fact that it's even an option at this point with the great career he's had is, is, is pretty crazy. Yeah, they're talking about maybe this being his best season. I, I sent you a little. We'll get into it with the news, actually. We'll get into it with the – we'll talk about it after our week in review. But let's move on to Saturday uh, the Angels again against the A's, the second game of the series. And this, and speak of the devil again, John, John Lamb, Lamb took yeah. the start on Saturday. It was his first major league start. Uh, it was his 2018 MLB debut. It was his first start since 2016. Uh, he pitched five innings, three hits, two in runs, a walk, and five Ks. I thought he pitched pretty damn good considering he was a guy that kind of came in last minute. Yeah. We, he showed what he can do in spring training. We were all kind of on the fence if he was going to make Great hair, too. Great hair. Yeah. That hair is amazing, yeah. but anyway, he pitched great. Um, pitched into the pitched into the sixth inning, couldn't get out of it. Um, you know, uh, he left with the lead. They were up three one when he left the game, and then you know, the A's took the lead and they and they didn't look back. Um, the bright spot on offense was Chris Young hit a three run home run in the fifth to give the Angels the lead. The A's took the lead back in the sixth, uh, but it boiled down to again, you know, like you had mentioned. Uh, in a text, he said, "No, we couldn't really. Ex- what else could we expect from a spot star when we yeah. need the bullpen might have come in early?" I think know? it was one of those things where when he did leave, um, you kind of knew because it was a. They didn't want to stretch him out too much. It was right. kind of one of those things where he was going probably going to be. On, and same thing with um, uh, Felix. We'll get to later, but I think these all these guys that are kind of coming up now are going to be a little bit on a pitch count, just at least for the maybe the first couple um, ways through the rotation. So five innings, you know, it's, it's a good start for him. Five innings, two runs. Um, both runs coming off a home run. So, obviously, besides that, he didn't get hit He didn't get hit around at all. So, getting up three no. hits, two runs. Um, five, uh, five, Ks in five, in, uh, five Ks in five five Ks innings. Right. In. So, I mean, all in all, a, a good outing for him. You know, Noe got kind of roughed up a little bit. But I think you're going to see that, unfortunately, from not from now on, but you'll see it from time to time because a lot of these bullpen guys – their their innings are getting up there. Yeah, I was just about and to a say lot that. of these bullpen guys haven't had a full year in the major leagues to where they're used to it. Or yeah, or I mean, they have had a full year in the major leagues, but the, you got to remember early on, our starters were going four innings maybe, and these guys were getting used up and used up, and they're getting to that part now where they're actually pitching in innings. You no, know, wow, I'm already at sixty innings where. You know, in maybe my, la- maybe you know, sixty in, a, in, in my season, yeah, or in August, September, yeah. whatever. Now I'm in June and, and I'm, at, I'm at sixty innings. Yeah. yeah. So the Angels took the loss that day. They lost six to four. I mean, or yeah, six to four. You know, so going into Sunday, we were hoping you know the Angels could 
could uh, take the series and something we needed. I mean, obviously, it's always, you know, you want to win the series, but you can't blame Andrew Heaney on this one. He pitched eight innings, three hits, three earned runs, a walk, and eight strikeouts. The Angels had the lead into the ninth inning, winning five to three. The eighth scored two to tie the game. And then they walk off on the 11th by Luke Croy on a Luke Croy uh, single. Um, yeah. The Angels dropped the series two games to one against the A's. They, you know, the A's are no slouches, but at the same time, you know, you, when you look at the teams, you, the Angels are, they should be a better team, but with the injuries and everything, man, you just were hoping that they would pull this one off. And this one, I think Chris mentioned it in the podcast when you guys did the podcast last week about how when you get walked off on, that's just worse. That's the worst feeling. That's, that make you know, losing the series the way they lost it, it's just like, man, we had a 5-3 lead in the ninth, couldn't hold the lead. Um, I mean, do you blame the bullpen on this one? No, or do you just it's, take it as, man, they're being overused? A little bit of both. I mean, Blake Parker came in the ninth. I mean, the you got to remember, too, you're probably your best two – well, definitely your best option as a closer is out for the year with Tommy John surgery with uh, Keegan. Um, I, I, I think that makes a big difference. People forget about that. Too. Right. So, I mean, you have a guy who Blake who can do it, but the reason why he really didn't get the full-time sh- chance was because he was inconsistent. So when he's still inconsistent, you can't really blame him for that. Um, but again, you know, he comes in the bottom of the ninth, gives up a home run right away. He walks the next guy, um, strikes out, the, strikes out. Uh, so you have one out and wild pitch walk. So you kind of see the jitters right away. And the next thing you know, you know, you try now. You're trying to play matchup, so now you have uh, Jose Alvarez in. He gets his he gets his lefty out, so now you have two out. So it's kind of one of those things where like, all right, you only need one more out. You only need one more out. You bring in Cam, and he's kind of one of those um, hot and cold kind of guys where sometimes you love when he's in, and sometimes you can't watch when he's in. But oh, he, yeah. but you know, he gives he gives up one hit, and now everyone's looking at him like, oh, he's the bad guy, even though that hit. Was walked by Parker, got advanced to second base by Parker, and you know he's kind of the bad guy at the wrong place, wrong time kind of deal. But oh. um, it's kind of how the bullpen's been going so far recently. It's just the complete up and down. They have some games where they'll go five innings and get one run, and then they'll go some games where they go one inning and give two runs. So that is overall kind of a frustrating point with the team right now. But other than that, um, still fairly early in the season and you kind of hope that they can push forward with what they got well this is yeah i mean like i've I've mentioned before you know losing the game uh now means the same as losing the game in september but at the same time you don't want to um make it a habit and i can't 100 percent blame the bullpen because of the same things we've talked about you know the, the bullpen getting used a lot you're looking the other day and we'll get into it right now blake parker two innings safe you yeah, know. so it's it's funny though because, yeah, uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about the inconsistency. One day he'll be perfectly fine, two out save, and then or a two inning save, and now he struggles to get two outs in one inning. So I think it, that just kind of summarizes the whole feel of the season so far. Yeah, it, you know what? It, there's still time right now to kind of ride this out and and hope that they can get healthy and and then maybe a move here or there. You know, bullpen help is what the Angels you know look to probably get. And it's, I think, I think you can find bullpen arms, like decent bullpen arms for not a lot of, uh, to not give up a lot for it. Um, you're not going to get a closer guy for uh, a nobody. You know what I mean? Right. I think no, you can I, get a, I agree. You can get a quality guy in here, and you know, for somebody, you know, 
maybe a no namer, maybe maybe the fifteenth prospect in the in the organization. You can get a pretty good seventh, eighth inning guy. So we'll talk about that when we get in. You just move on now. So the Angels started a series. Quick two game set in Anaheim against the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are no slouches. I was about to say they they lead their division. They're uh they're not bad. Um they struggle a little bit coming into this series. You know, they had been struggling a bit, but they're still they're better they're above five hundred, so this was a test, a little bit of a test here to see what the Angels could do. But uh they lost on Monday. They lost seven to four. Uh Berea, I think for the second straight start, he kinda got roughed up a little bit, struggled. Uh he only went four, gave up six hit six hits, six earned runs, a walk and five strikeouts. Um I mean that first inning Goldschmidt hit a two run home run. Yeah, kind of down early. Kind of set the mood right yeah. away. Yep. And when Jeff Mathis gets into the hitting barrage, you know there's it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a problem. So the Angels lost. I mean, Berea just really, you know, didn't look very good um, for the second straight start. But that's maybe growing pains. Yeah, I mean, still think about it. He's only 21 years old and probably one of those guys that wasn't expected to um, be up as a full time starter right away. Spot starts here and there. Yeah, that that kind of six man thing with Otani. But as far as a full load. I don't know if they were expecting that from him this soon in the season. Yeah, I knew that anything we can get positive from a guy like Berea. And then, you know what? He's learning on on the job, so that's awesome. You know, that it, he can only get better. I don't think he can get any worse. He's got some great stuff. Um, this is the first time he's really struggled, you know, two times in a row. Um, oh, other, I'll, the, go ahead. The other thing I just wanted to mention real quick, they, just, they, they got behind early and just couldn't come back. They made a little comeback there. And then uh, Dyson kind of robbed uh, up in there. Yeah, that was a grand slam. That could have changed. That could have changed the game. Also, too, um, Cole's return went two for three. So hopefully, with his return coming back from the DL and spending some time in AAA with rehab starts, he can able to turn it around. Um, you know, because he's a big he is a big part of the team, whether people like to admit it or not. When he's on and he's popping, okay. he's definitely an, an extra. Um, an extra bat that they need really bad right now. the dynamic of that lineup because the bottom of the lineup, you know, we were struggling there for a couple of weeks ago with the bottom of the lineup with Simmons not being in there and Calhoun not being in there to score the guys that got on. You know, a guy like, uh, let's say, for instance, a guy like, um, I don't know, the fifth batter. Let's say Valbuena got on. And then the next guy after him uh, got a single. So you got Valbuena and somebody else at first and second with no outs, and then the bottom of the lineup just kind of burned out. You know, with a guy like Cole Calhoun there in the middle of that lineup, the guys who were moved up now kind of moved down. You got a guy that can get a hit, maybe drive in Calhoun, or Calhoun batting sixth or seventh could drive in a guy who got on before him. So he changes the dynamic. Well, not only that, but the, the lefty that you missed because now Otani's yeah. out. Now you have another lefty in the bat in the in the lineup, not just Valbuena, where he can be hot and cold himself too. But if now if you have two lefties and against a righty pitcher, because you know, like like. Obviously, the rest of the lineup is super right heavy. So any kind of lefty power bat you can get in there at this point, especially with that short wall now, um, can definitely benefit the Angels. For sure. All right, so they lost the first set, the first game of the two short two-game set, 7-4, like I said. Moved on to last night, which was Tuesday. Uh, the Angels, uh, they t- they won this one, 5-4. to four. Pena, it was another expected kind of bullpen thing. Uh, Pena went four innings. Gave up two hits, one run, three three walks. A yeah, little, he little was much. definitely a pitch count guy. Yeah, six Ks though, uh, in four innings. That's pretty good. But he did what he had to do, and you know he fell behind early. But after that first inning, he settled down and gave the Angels a chance to win. That's all you can ask for from a guy like Pena. Like, get out there, give us, you know, you're at this pitch count. Get us to that pitch count without, you know, 
without uh, giving up too many runs. Yeah, but I say without a big gap in be, yeah. you know between between the score. Yeah, so big. I mean, I guess the big news in this game was Kinzer and Calhoun. More Calhoun. Yeah, home uh, run. A home run. So the second game back, home yeah. run. So first home run since uh, opening night. Yeah, or opening day. His second home run of the season. Kinzer continues to slowly get hot and hot and hot. Like right. he's he's getting out. He's it's it's he had his tenth home run last night. Yeah, and so anymore, the whole thing with the whole Trout thing, he's doing great. But now you see teams start um, batting or, or pitching around him. I mean, just this last week, um, you know, Friday to yesterday, he had eight walks, eight walks and nine hits yeah. in a week. So now these guys are definitely walking around or uh, pitching around him. He's getting on base through walks a lot more. Now it's up to the Uptons, the Kinslers, the um, Pujolses. Like all these guys need now to kind of pull their weight and make them pay for it, you know, make the pitchers pay for it. Now, because Trout can score anything in the gap, if he's on first base, he's going to be waved home. So yeah. now you have to make the team pay for it if they're going to walk him and put him on with these, you know, maybe not an extra base hit, but, you know, a single, a single double, then another single or home run. But um, if this team's going to produce offensively to the potential that people thought, um, it's definitely going to come from those, like you said, the six, seven, eight hitters mm-hmm. more right. than anyone else. Right. So – Again, Calhoun changes the dynamic of the lineup when he's in there and doing his good. The other keynote in this game was uh, I just mentioned. Well, Trout two RBI single there uh, in the fifth inning just continues to rake. Um, but I mentioned it. Parker a two two innings safe. He gave up a home run to Goldschmidt there in the ninth to bring them within one. Yeah, that was kind of sketch. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him come in the eighth. I was like, okay, cool. Let's see what happens. And then when he came out for the ninth, I'm thinking, oh, uh, all right. But and two. It's either you have Blake Parker for a two two inning save, or you have uh, a combination yeah. of Parker and Cam. Because I don't think oh. anyone else is qualified to have that kind of a leverage situation. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if you want um, a young guy like Anderson to be doing it more often than not. I mean, right. he he gets in there in the seventh inning. It looks like it looks like he's kind of solidified himself as that seventh inning guy, right? Eighth mm-hmm. inning guy every once in a while. But if you're looking for a guy to close out games, I mean, your your options are limited just because you have no Jim Johnson. We said this earlier. We have no Keegan Middleton. Um, so who's left? I mean, you, you're yeah, talking about the beginning of the year, Blake Parker and Campbell Jordan competing yeah. for competing yeah. for a closure spot with Keegan. So you kind of have to put it on their plate. As of right now with the roster that's currently constructed, you have to put it on their plate for them to say, hey, we're either going to succeed with you or we're not. But it's going to be on you. So hopefully, one of these guys is able to shake off whatever's going on and been able to perform, you know, to what they can. Yeah. So that wraps it up for the weekend review. Uh, with the off day, you know, they have an off day. They had an off day yesterday, so nothing to speak about. I just said yesterday earlier, so I'm sorry. Tuesday night. Uh, but they finished two and five from the last time we recorded, or you guys recorded, uh, with the win on Tuesday. The Angels go to one game above 500 for the month of June. Yeah. So um, there was an email from somebody, and we'll get to it later, and I'll quickly touch on this. But you would like for us, There's there's been games already in the last two weeks where maybe we should have won three more games than we should have, where we had the lead. Yeah, and it, it's, been, it's you know, yeah. And that's frustrating, and we and we understand that. But again, guys, uh, the, the injury bug has hit us pretty hard, as you guys all know. And to blame a certain thing or you know to blame the bullpen for instance for losing these games you gotta gotta kind of cut him some slack i know no he's been struggling 
a little lately. But again, how many times did he come in earlier in the season and kind of shut the door down, kind of get us into those other innings so we can come back and win? Same thing with Blake Parker. How many times has Blake Parker um, saved the game where he saved more than three outs? Right. You know? So, and that's a problem. And then yeah. you mentioned Keenan Middleton. People forget that we're missing Keenan Middleton. Like, he was our closer. He was closing out games before he fin- he before he got hurt. And you know that changes again. That changes the dynamic of the bullpen. Keenan's the ninth, the ninth inning guy. Now Blake's no longer the eighth inning guy. Maybe Blake has to be the ninth inning guy. Anders, a guy like Anderson, has to step up and pitch late games late and you know later in the game, pressure situations. Young guy. Um, so it's hard to blame just the bullpen on these losses, and a lot of people blame Sosha. That's a whole another monster, a whole another topic to get into later. But again, we're one game above five hundred for June. It now you know with these last two weeks we're playing, you know Toronto, a team who's there are no slouches either. They're 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 just in a tough division. The rest of the, I mean, we can kind of touch on going into next week too. But mm-hmm. you have. Uh, like you said, you have the Blue Jays right now for four games. So you have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Man, it gets tough. And then Monday, which was supposed to be a scheduled off day, which would help right now with all the injuries. Right. Now you have to fly to Kansas City to finish the game that was freezing earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess if they win Monday, we, we can swept them. we swept them. We get we get a credit for a sweep. But yeah. then right after that, now you're in Boston for another uh, three games. You know, so um, it's not going to get any easier for the rest of the month. So, at this point, with the teams they have coming up, you would you would take a five hundred record for the month of June. You would hope to take two out of three from D- Toronto. Two you out of four. You would hope to take one from Kansas City. Yeah, I hope we go one for one. And then you got Baltimore coming in, and that's a team you should be able to. Beat. Yeah, and at the end of the next week. Yeah, yeah last so, two games of the month. Yeah. So, is it? possible for us to finish three games out of five three games over 500 sure but it's also very possible for us to finish either at or just under 500 yeah. and that's i mean to be at 500 i mean cool i'll take it under i don't know i mean it again it, we're not even at the all-star break yet so right. it, i'm i'm not really looking at how far how many games back we are in the wild card just yet but at the same time you can't kind of you can't overlook it either because the further you fall behind, now the further you have, you know, the harder you have to work to get back. Right. Yeah. You don't want to. You want to dig yourself too much of a hole. But um, so you, you talking about the injuries? We did have some injury news today. Um, if you watched the game on Tuesday night, you noticed that Chris Young got taken out fairly late in the game. You had it was kind of weird because since Travel was DH and you had um, Calhoun go to center. Yeah. You had uh, David Fletcher. Go to uh, right, right. right field, and then you had Valbuena come and play third. Fletcher's never played a professional inning in outfield, nope, but never. but since Trout was DHing, you didn't have an option. Um, but today, good news that they didn't um, put uh, Young onto the field at all or on the D, uh, DL at all, so he's okay. They recalled Hermosillo, um, but I guess pitchers would be a good thing to talk about because it looks like they kind of need him. So um, this is from our buddy. Uh, Trent Rush's uh, Twitter feed. Yay, to give me a <laughs> So, um, Garrett Richards is playing catch. No timetable yet on his return. Um, Nick Tropiano is not playing catch yet, but is expected to pick up a ball this weekend. Okay. So, you know, especially on the Garrett front, you're seeing progress, throwing, playing catch and stuff like that. Um, so, hopefully, sooner rather than later, you'll see him in a rotation somewhere along the lines. But, I mean, then he later on tweeted out, 
there's eight contenders for Angels rot- uh, rotation entering spring training. I mean, you had Richards, Otani, Skaggs, Haney, Tropiano, Shoemaker, Ramirez, and Bridwell. Of those eight, Haney's the only healthy Angel starter. Crazy. So um, I don't know if the struggles necessarily on one thing or blame on one thing or the other, but I think a big factor is it is the lack of depth in the organization. I think they have good players. I think a lot of the players are too young to to take advantage of this. You're not going to have a player that's um, ready to go. Like all your better players are um, pretty much in double A or below. Right. Um, I mean, you got um, Griffin Cannon just got called up to triple A today. Right. So he's not going to be an option, at least not right away. But um, I think it shows the lack of high level depth low level they have a plenty of depth and i think we've seen that with the 66ers and the mobile uh what are they, the bears bay bears bay bears yeah uh, there's plenty of depth down there but they're too young i don't think the angels have a lot of depth at the higher levels to to jump in right away with the with the big league team somebody had mentioned in in the halo haven um facebook page if you guys aren't following follow us at halo haven on facebook um Somebody mentioned, what, where's Parker Bridwell? What's up with Parker Bridwell? Well, Parker Bridwell's struggling in Triple A right now. And he's um, been hurt all like Yeah. He's been hurt all – I think he's only played uh, pitch about four or five games. Yeah. So he's been hurt all season. Just, yeah. He's not – even even before, he just was struggling. So he's not an option right now. Um, it kind of sucks because he was one of the guys – you were hoping year. that was going to be yeah. a like I, on the on the train back and forth kind of on the plane back and forth kind mm-hmm. of deal, but yeah, he just has not followed up last season with any kind of um, consistency. Um, and honestly, like I think I picked him at the beginning of the season to make the rotation, right? And then you have like guys like so. Nate Smith that you would hope would also contribute, but he's also hurt. He's only pitched in uh, one game, uh, one game this year uh, for Triple A Salt Lake, right? Well, you, you, know, men- so. you mentioned it. The, the low-level uh, prospects are, are high, and the higher-level ones are, aren't really guys who are going to make an impact on the Major League team. There's, right. a, there's a guy who's uh, started this year in, in the Inland Empire. I think his last name is Sanchez or something like that. Uh, started as, you know, he started in the Inland Empire. Now he's in AAA. But this guy started in single-A in April. Right. So um, to kind of expect a guy like that to come in and make an impact on the rotation, I don't know. I, I, it'd be cool to see it, but again – what how what can you expect from it? You know, that's it's not a guy that it's not it's not baseball wise to do that. So, you know, the Angels are going to have to do something if they really seriously think they can contend for a uh, playoff spot here. Um, they're going to have to obviously make some moves here and there. Now, now, is it are they going to make moves that are going to cost us the farm? I don't, I, I don't. I personally. Somebody mentioned, what about trading Joe Adele? Hell no. You're not going to trade Joe Adele. He's the best prospect you have right now. Yeah. And uh, see, the thing is, too, is um, no way trade Joe Adele. I don't think I see, I don't think there's many moves they can make that are going to be major moves. No. I mean, there's, no, there's no reason to trade any of your top five guys Mm-mm. for a rental. No. Um, Absolutely. Especially the guys that we do have, those young guys. Right. I'm and, not trading a Jemai Jones. Right. So, you know. um it's just it just honestly I don't think there's a lot of moves to be out there and even if there was okay let's just say the Angels and I'm just throwing the name out there I'm not, I'm not I don't know if they're interested in them but you would think with everything going on Zach Britton the oh, closer yeah, I, for I, yeah. so let's just say whatever the Angels are interested in them mm-hmm. okay and they want to package a deal of prospects which is good but if there's another team let's just say the Yankees better farm system and if they wanted Zach Britton just as much as the Angels did, they're going to have the potential to um, outbid them. 
You know what I mean? They're going to be able to, if the Angels are willing to offer, you know, let's just let's just say two out of their top twenty prospects. Well, if if the Yankees do the same thing, is good. There's a good chance their top twenty prospects are better than the Angels' oh, yeah. top twenty prospects. Yeah. So, I don't want to say. And I, you saw this a lot with the um, the guy from Kansas City that got traded, Herrera. Herrera. You saw a lot of people like, oh, why didn't the Angels pull the trigger? Well. It came out later that they were actually talking about trading. But, again, right. you have to remember, just because there's nothing that gets done doesn't mean they're not talking behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, it happens all the time. You can be interested in a player. So could a Team X. And guess what? Team X probably has better prospects right now. That's what, it, that's what it boils down to. I think a lot of people think it's just easy to trade somebody. Right. And like also, I think people, too, if you don't easy. trade anybody, you're not doing anything. It, and and I think the, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Um, look, uh, picking up a guy like Herrera for half the season, you're going to trade – a Brandon Marsh, a prospect who can, who's already kind of filling out to probably be a good, decent, maybe a Cole Calhoun type player in the major That's a leagues. great comparison. Yeah. Uh, they had an article about that. The really? Register cool. about that. Damn, I'm see, I'm up. smart. Um, why would you trade that for a guy who's going to be, you know, on your team for half the season? Maybe. You know, I mean, you don't trade the farm for guys' um, rentals. Uh, the Angels... You know, the, you, there is moves to be made, but I think there are going to be moves that are going to be a guy here and there that can help in C plus situations. B minus yeah, kind of moves. You're not, the Angels are not going to go out and get a, you know, and I'm just throwing a name out there. I'm not that they're, oh, here, here's, a, here's something I had heard before. Chris Archer might be on the market. Okay. Yeah. Do you trade Joe Adele, Jemai Jones? And maybe your eighth and ninth prospects for a Chris Archer. No, I don't. You don't do that. It sounds good. It's awesome. It helps us right away. What happens if Mike Trout leaves after? 2020? Yeah, and that's what kind of the deal is. Is that right. you're still going to be searching for that center fielder? Joe Adele's. I mean, we don't, we're never. We're not going to know what's going to happen with Joe Adele. But he's the only thing we got that you look at and say, "Oh yeah, he's going to turn out to be a great player." Right. And you're not you, you just don't trade him, and that's obviously going to be the guy that everybody's going to want to trade. You know, that's who they're going to want in return. And then, so I looked up the article from the OC, uh, the OC Register, um, Jeff uh, Fletcher. Jeff Fletcher uh, did a did an article, a very good article. He's talking to a scout that has been in the um, lower levels and has seen a lot of the Angels prospects. But uh, just for example, like you were saying with March, so you know, I'm quoting the scout here. Um, oh, I love that, that guy. He's better than all of them. Talking about Jemai, Odell, or um, Adele. Adele and all those guys. Um, he can mash. He hits with power. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's got some swag. He's the best guy for me out of all these guys. He doesn't Adele, have some swag. He has a lot of swag. <laughs> Adele might have the highest ceiling because of all the gifts he has, but this guy is already better hitter than Cole Calhoun. He may get to the majors next year at the end of the year. I yeah, I mean depending on what's going on with this team, I wouldn't be it I wouldn't be so surprised. Right. Uh Brandon Marsh is a great player. He does have a, a very high energy guy, very fun guy to be around. Um we have access to the Indian Empire sixty sixers dugout during the game. We're sitting there on the bench with these guys and we he's a guy Hyping people up, getting right. everybody ready to it's go. It's kind of funny because you see the dynamic of the, of the dugout, and you know you have, you have, like we said, you have three of the top five guys in the Angels or Angels organization there now, and you you kind of see their 
their demeanor, like you said, uh, Marsh is more the hype. Let's get up. Let's come on. Let's go play. You know, let's go have fun. This and that. You have Jamai. That's it's funny though because he kind of takes that older brother feel. I but he's only a year older than most of these guys. But he's the guy, okay, hey, remember when they're doing this? Or, hey, remember, he comes at you with this curb. This is what it looks like, you know? So he's the one kind of talking to people here and there about kind of staying in the game and, and what are you seeing and, and stuff like that. And then you have Joe, who is just there to, to do his job, and and he, he's not hourly emotional. He's not, you know, he strikes out. He doesn't overly seem like he's pissed off or he hits a home run. He's not the kind Even of you. Yeah, he's not the guy that's like, you know, just going crazy, excited. You know, he's – even kill, he, he whatever. Regardless of what has happened, if you don't watch the at bat and you don't know what happened, you're not gonna be able to tell. Yeah. Well, some guys you, they strike out, they throw a fit, they start you know, f this, f that, whatever. And then guys, and you know, Joe's not that. So it's kind of interesting to see how these guys' um, dynamic and how their personality is evolving throughout uh, throughout the year. Yeah. But um, yeah, kind of like what you're saying. There's there's no there's no way to for a team like the Angels to improve without spending a lot of their top prospects but i think the angels are finally in a situation where let's be like they were dead last in farm system like three three to four years ago and now they go up from 30 to 20 um in that short time span and depending what you see with these new two guys that they just i mean the the number one number two draft pick um uh um Jordan Adams and um, Jeremiah Jackson. Jeremiah Jackson. Oh, there is a Jeremiah for you now. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, so it it, it it fits a mold that the Angels have been going after, and that's just athletes. They're going after athletes and young ones, too. young athletes. You can groom them to, be, and you can see too, you know. in the uh, the regime before them, you, they went after college guys with dice and with ward. So now. Yeah. They're kind of going the other way, so we can see how it works out. Yeah, a chance to develop within the organization. So, all right, cool. Well, well we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from uh, commercials from our sponsors, we're going to get into the poll question of the week. Uh, Dan usually posts up a poll question every Monday, and uh, we're go- we'll get into that after this short commercial break. You guys uh, hang tight. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. What is up? We are back. So thank you to Groom Goon and www.epicradiotv.com. All right, Dan, it's about that time. It's time for the poll question of the week, man. What was the poll question, and what were the results? Yeah, so again, if you guys don't know, um, 
I try to post a, a poll question every Monday morning afternoon um, on our Twitter at all angels, uh, not all angels. That's our email at uh, halo underscore Haven on Twitter. And also to um, I'll post on Instagram showing that it's, it's up. So that's also at halo underscore Haven. So uh, right now I'm doing it just on Twitter. It's just easier to do it on Twitter than any other thing. So um, this week kind of after the tough week, the week before prior, you saw a lot of people like kind of throwing the towel and be like, Oh, I guess it's time to move on this and that. So I put it out there. I wanted to see how the angel fans in general were feeling about it. So I just put it up quick and easy is, you know, how do you feel about this um, season? Are you still going to watch? Are you, are are you out? Um, so no surprise, 85% of people said, yes, they'll still continue to watch regardless. Um, and 15% said it's time to turn the page and move on the next year. Oh man. Obviously, I'm not gonna just stop watching. Right. Uh, Going to game tomorrow. What the heck? Nutcracker. Yeah. Well, I won't be able to go, but you know, try to find a nutcracker on the ground for me. But it's not cracked. <laughs> it's not cracked. Um, I'm not tuning out. I mean, I've been an Angels fan when we absolutely sucked, and if I've made it through that as a little kid, as a teenager growing up. Wearing my angel stuff to school, no matter how bad they were, why wouldn't I just continue to follow them right now while we're still pretty good and just struggling, you know? Right. Like, I feel like we've gotten spoiled. Um, any longtime angel fan knows that, man, from the time I was six until I was 21, we didn't make the playoffs. Right. So, so and we weren't even, I mean, we had decent teams here and there. 95 was a, was a, uh, but why would I tune out? Right. Like, you know, that doesn't make you a fan. I mean, I think you should just tune in just in the respect of just being able to watch Mike Trout and what he's doing. Right. Um, but, two, I think people have a misconception of, of baseball as far as um, the Angels do have the best player in baseball, hands down. But he can only affect the game so much. Right. So I think people think, well, they, well, they have Mike Trout. Why aren't they a continuous 100-win season? It's like yeah. – it, yeah. And I think because they think of basketball, I think, is the best example is when you have the best player, you're going to be in the playoffs every year. But imagine if, if LeBron or, or whoever you want to say the best basketball player is, uh, imagine them only shooting the ball like seven times a game. And that's pretty much what Trout is. He only comes up four to five times a game. Right. That's the only time he can affect the game, I mean, offensively. So unless Trout can come up every inning, it, you're not guaranteed anything when you have the best player in baseball. I mean, right. it's great. It should help. Um, but you're not guaranteed any, anything. And I, and I even posted on uh, Halo Haven, I think it was like last week or a couple weeks ago, when was the last time you remember the best player, the hands-down best player in baseball win a World Series? And I think a lot Albert of some, Pujols. Albert Pujols, and, and that was what in the mid two thousands, late two thousands, uh, two thousand, right before the, he went to the Angels, I think maybe two thousand eleven, two thousand ten. Yeah, so like, like, so you're talking, it's not something that happens every no, it's, year. It's rare. So, um, I think it's definitely more of a team game. People have to realize that that um, it, it's it's going to be kind of a hard season, a lot of ups and downs because you can't depend on Trout to. Um, he bat. can't come in and pitch either. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot like, of moving parts. That's what I'm saying though, because our pitchers are down, the depth is down. So um, unless you find a guy that can somehow affect the game in every inning, it's just going to be hard to to see this team um, succeed that the way I think people originally thought they would. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So 
again, guys, a lot of people are saying, ah, let's just move the turn the page and move to next year and whatever. Guys, I mean, we're not even at the All-Star break yet. Moves haven't even been made. You just never know. Something can land in the Angels' lap that drastically improves the team. Maybe we get everybody back. Maybe the bullpen starts to click. It's all about clicking at the right time, guys. So don't give up. Don't give up hope yet. It's frustrating. I get it. I'm, I'm, I get super frustrated. Dan knows. I, I go on my text rants like, holy crap, you know. I just turn off the volume. Yeah. And it's just like, it, I, I get it. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to completely give up because, you know what, I'll be watching the next day. Yeah. It, 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 it is what it is. I do this podcast every week. I mean, if I didn't love my team, I wouldn't be doing this. So um, They're I not paying us. That's for damn right. sure. And, and I don't expect you guys to be just like me either. You guys have every right to be upset. But, hey, you know. Be smart. Yeah, be, that's that's that that's yeah, that's right? That's I don't know, man. But anyway, let's move on to our next segment. And this one's this segment, you know, it's caught it's uh, momentum. It's 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 becoming a fan favorite it, really quickly. It is, but unfortunately, the man who's this is uh, named after inspired this uh, segment is not here today. However, your boy Johnny Max here is going to fill in today. But this this edition of the Curators Chronicles is brought to you today by the Alley Cat SoCal uh, Car Culture Inspired Apparel. So visit www.thealleycatworldwide at bigcartel.com for a variety of original Alley Cat shop tees, stickers, and decals. And, of course, the original Alley Cat pomade called Slick Cat. Uh, Again, you can only find it at www.thealleycatworldwide.bigcartel.com or on Instagram, thealleycatsocal. All right, so... This edition of Curators Chronicles, it's not the, uh, day of, it's not um, this day in Angels history. It's actually this week in Angels history. And here you, here we go. On this this week in Angels history, June eighteenth, nineteen eighty six, Don Sutton earned his three hundredth career win, defeating the Texas Rangers five to one with a complete game, giving up only one run on three hits, securing his spot into Cooperstown. Pretty big day in Angels history because whenever a pitcher gets his 300th win, it pretty much solidifies their spot into the Hall of Fame in a Cooperstown. And the other uh, moment. Two for one. Yeah, two of them. And this one, your boy Johnny Maggs was in attendance for this game. It took place June 18th, 2007. Uh, Sean Figgins had a six for six game and becoming only the second player in MLB history to hit his sixth hit of the game to be a walk-off versus the Houston Astros in a 10-9 win. In the game, he had a double, two doubles, a triple, and three singles. Uh, the single in the ninth to walk off. I was sitting in a right field for this game, 6-for-6. Six six. Sean Figgins, an exciting game. As you can tell, 10-9. It was just back and forth all day. The Angels won that game again that week. That was this week in Angels history. Curators Chronicles, Johnny Mags edition. Hopefully he's back next week with the, the original curator. Yeah, we'll have some music. I was going to look for music, like little... Oregon, yeah. old school kind of... Yeah, but then I knew he wasn't going to be here this week because he was at 100 Acre Woods. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, nah, I'll, I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till next week. All right, so one cool thing that... we Something different that we did this week. I was bored at work... Um, when was it? The other day? I think it was Tuesday. Something like that. I was bored at work, and I made my I made an all angels team, like my all angels uh, lineup from the from beginning, like the beginning to, to now. So Dan goes, "So what? You were bored?" And I was like, "Yeah, a little bit." 
So Dan goes, hey, let's make a 2000s team. Yeah, because I can't go back as far as this guy can purely off of, oh, yeah, there's this picture. Oh, yeah, I, I can't do that. You give me the 2000s, and I can work with that. I can do that. But when he was pulling guys, I mean, obviously you had names like on your all-time list like Chuck Finley. And, Rod Carew. Rod Carew. Like that, uh, Bobby like, Gritch. So, yeah, so um, – Maybe that's something you and Chris can nail down one one time yeah, all time. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna limit myself. I'm not gonna be out there and be like, yeah, I remember in 1983 when yeah. blah blah blah. So uh, we did 2000. I was like, let's do 2000. So right. Um, we have starting nine, um, DH obviously, uh, three pitchers, three starting pitchers. We have uh, and this Se- was seventh, seventh eighth, eighth, and ninth. ninth. But I mean, let's be honest, they're all probably could all be yeah, closed yeah, at yeah, one time. Yeah. Now, <laughs> one thing I do want to mention with the all time team that I did. I, I refuse to put in guys who I didn't watch play. Okay. So in my All Angels team, I didn't have a Jim Fergosi in there. I didn't oh, okay, have yeah, a Clyde that's true. Right. right. Before um, your time kind of yeah, I, I, I Dean know, Chance, no. <laughs> yeah, I know the history, and I love the history of the Angels, and I know it more than anybody. I, I'll challenge any one of you guys to come at me with some Angels history. At him. Yeah, because even even the 60s, and I know it all. Believe me. He is a know-it-all. And, um, but – I refuse to put somebody on my list because it's not fair for me to put, you know, this person over this person when I didn't see this person. I'm going just on stats. Purely, yeah. And I, and and for this 2000s team, I didn't just go on stats either. No, I hear you. Saying. I went on my lineup. Who's batting first and who's gonna? Yeah, get we on. have an actual like full yeah. on. If we had to fill out a lineup, who would uh, yeah. who would be in that lineup? Okay, so this is the All Angels podcast, All Angels 2000 team. Okay. Yeah. Did you want to start off? You want to just? Did you want to go one by one, or did you want to read off yours and read off, then read off mine? Let's or? go. Um, How did you want to do this? Let's go. Let's go by position by position. So we'll go like okay. We'll go off like or do you, or do no, no. We'll go catcher, catcher, then blah blah blah, and then okay. we'll put them in order how we have the Got lineup. It. Sounds good. All right. You want to start? Uh, you go first with your catcher. All right. For my catcher, I chose Mike Napoli. Okay. He was uh, he was one of mine. And I had to leave somebody out that I love, but because of my lineup, I wanted him in there. Right. Okay. Okay, so who'd you go with? I went with Benji. That's I, who I left out. And I was thinking about Napoli, but I'm like, man, if you could put any team together, uh-huh. you're going to have a group load of offense. That's true. I need some dude that's going to be able to call the game. And with Benji Molina's, you know, you're right. um, with his two gold gloves yeah. with the Angels. Again, yeah. um, we're only counting stats with when they're with the Angels. Yeah, yeah. So like, Just Angel stats. So obviously, we're not going to ruin anything, but, you know, if they are worth a team previous to the Angels, you're not going to be like, oh, he hit, you know, yeah. 400 yeah. home runs. No. Well, you know... 300 of them was with another team. That's why he, yeah. that's all, Angel stats. Right. Okay, so let's go with we did catcher. So what do you want to go with next? Let's go. So catcher's two. So let's go three. Let's go position okay, number. So, so three, go first base. So first base, um, it was kind of it was kind of hard. hard. This is really hard. Because I almost went. I'll tell you who I almost went with just because I don't think he's got enough oh. credit. Oh. I haven't uh, looked at his. Yeah, we have not. Yeah. We have not seen each other's. It's actually but, pretty exciting. Uh, I went with Darren Erstad. Oh yeah! I was thinking about going pool holes just because, just because you still look at his numbers. Granted, they're not Albert from no St. Louis, but they're still pretty they're good. Still pretty decent. But, I, I almost went with Mo Vaughn, dude. <laughs> right, just so, on stats alone. Right, but. so yeah, I went with Darren Erstad just because he. I, don't know, I was like, he did. I'm like, he played for how many? Yeah. Played for space. No, he, he won he, a gold glove there. He won a gold glove there. Yeah. Um, he played. That's crazy. He played he over like 300. I think he played over 300 games yeah. at first base. So yeah. um, he's definitely uh, 
Offensively, on base percentage of 342, yeah. he had a 289, so he was That's my crazy. first baseman. Yeah. My first baseman, Okay, too. boom. So we're, we're going back and forth. Oh, I'm sure, you know, we're going to have some ones. I'm like, oh, this would suck so bad. If, I we, had did, Albert, if we had all just I, – I almost had Albert I had him on there, and then, I'll, and then I scratched him off, and I put in Mo Vaughn. Then, then when I started to make my, my outfield, I was like, wait a minute, wait yeah, yeah, yeah. a minute. Yeah. I started looking at my lineup, my actual lineup, and who I want to – and what position. Where, yeah. I was like, nope. Darren Erstad's my guy. Yeah. So I, I, I went for the first. I went Pujols, Erstad, and I went actually Napoli for first base. Okay. Those are oh, like yeah. my, those are like my three guys. So I uh, briefly thought of Kendrick Morales briefly, but then yeah. I thought, looked at my lineup and how offensively it was. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we we'll go from first to now to second. My second baseman, um, I guess a, f- a crowd favorite, uh, Howie Kendrick. Oh, okay. Okay, so I mean, um, again, fan, fan favorite. So maybe that's where it kind of I tilted maybe. me a little bit. But um, two ninety two batting average, three thirty two on base percentage was with the team for and a two. A lot of these times when I look at them, if if I'm stuck between one or two guys, I'll look and I'll give credit to the guy that was with the team longer. Yeah, I get if it. that makes sense. So, yeah. um, you know, he was with the team from two thousand six to two thousand fourteen. So yeah. uh, he'll be my second baseman. I went with Adam Kennedy. Um, yeah, he was one of mine too. Just. Off of uh, yeah, well, I he he played a great second base, turned a double play, huge in the World Series and World yes. Series. I was at the game, game five of the American League Championship Series. I was sitting down the third base line when he hit the three home runs against the Twins. Um, the guy got on base. Right. The guy batted ninth his whole career with the Angels and w- just got the job done. He was your. He was probably the guy that made the whole your ninth hitter can be a leadoff guy thing. He right, was, like the second the second leadoff guy. Yeah, yep. he was Adam Kennedy, and he came in clutch. Adam right. Kennedy was a clutch guy, and he's from Riverside, so yeah, that was also why I almost gave him credit for that. And he's from Riverside, absolutely. And the whole Howie Kendrick thing, you guys can crucify me if you want. I never liked the guy. Uh-huh. Um, all I heard of Howie Kendrick coming into the Angels as a prospect is this guy's going to be a batting champion. This guy's going to be a batting champion. This guy's going to hit three sixty every year. Blah, blah, blah. And it just never panned out. And it seemed to me like he always grounded in a double place. <laughs> I just didn't like the guy. I'm sorry, you guys. I But I did think about him because I looked at the stats. and I was like, you know what? He'd be a good solid second yep. baseman. But I chose to go with Adam Kennedy. All right. So now we go from second base to shortstop. Who do you have for short? Oh, yeah. Okay. So obviously people are like, you know, you look at it. You can go with Eckstein. Mm-hmm. You can go with Simmons even right now. Guys. I went with Orlando Cabrera. I almost picked him. I swear yeah. to God, I, I almost went with Orlando Cabrera because I was going through lineups like special, my lineup. Like, uh huh. That's I, why I was, I was going. No, I was going through like the Angel lineups. Like uh-huh. I was going oh, okay. year by year by year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I forgot he was on. So I clicked on it and I was like, wow, he's actually halfway. He was actually really good. And and and, and not just on like offensive stats. Like fucking that guy was a stud at shortstop. Right. Like almost like Simmons. Right. He was almost Simmons good defensively at shortstop. Yeah. And the guy get on base and drive in like the guy was a guy that got on base and you could bat him at the top of the lineup or you can bat him at the bottom of the lineup the guy got the job done right and i don't lose anything defensively with orlando cabrera as shortstop right. that's why i picked orlando cabrera as a shortstop well obviously i went with simmons okay I, cabrera was number two okay. he was i'll say that right now he was number two um god i, I wish i kept my um because i was like jotting like it was straight chicken scratch when I was trying to make this out right. to where I like, I, Oh, I can't read it. So I'm like, I re I re I rewrote everything and I wish I would have oh, kept too, my too. stats, but, um, I had like four lineups. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, honestly, Simmons fans now have seen him every day. Uh, gold glove winner. 
Um, again, we're not even counting the gold glove he won or the platinum glove he won in, in uh, Atlanta. But um, I think two part of me is I, I'm interested to see how his progression. His progression has been so good offensively. Right. So insane. it's like, all right, if you're going to give me what he did last year, I'll take right. it. But there's probably a good chance he's going to be end up. You know, if we do this again in uh, five years, there's probably going to be another year where his offense even takes another step right. forward. So um, last year, have a career high in WAR at a 4.80 WAR. So um, honestly, I think that's what I kind of went down to was the war. I think the war was a little yeah. bit higher for Simmons, but um, I was really close to picking him too. That was, I, yeah, yeah, Simmons. The only I think the only reason I left him off was because last year was his really his first really great year, right? Yeah, and then this year he just yeah he's on only going. been he only been with the Angels for so three years. Maybe that sort of held now. him back, but he was my number two, and X time was my number three. Actually. It's funny, though, too, because you put Eckstein down as the all-time. When you yeah. gave me that original list right. of the all-time, Eckstein was your right. first stop. Because of the fact that, like, you know, uh, the guys that I had in my lineup for the all-team, mm-hmm. that's the only reason I had Eckstein in there right. because I was like, well, well my all-team, it makes a difference because when you take a guy out of the lineup, like if you take a Gritch out of your all-time team and you're you're removing Gritch and you're like, oh, you know, well, then that changes everything, you know. So, right. yeah, he's he's he was my – Simmons was my number two. Eckstein right. was my number three. Okay. So now third base, I, oh, I'll go first with okay. this one. Um, Troy Gloss, third oh, baseman, okay. um, three-time All-Star, two-time silver, two-time silver Slugger. Um, again, kind of nostalgic with the whole you know O two World yeah, Series run. Um, Big guy in the lineup. There. Yeah, a game a name that I think a casual um, Angel fan will know, but maybe not a casual baseball, baseball fan, fan will know. No. Yeah, but um, again. You know, looking back, he was only with the team for four years, which I, I I find that hard to believe. But crazy, right? Yeah, I thought for some reason in the back of my head, I thought he was with them longer. But when in those four years, like I said, three All Stars and two Silver Sluggers over four years, so I had him at my third base. Uh, I went with Sean Figgins. Oh. Um, Honestly, on lineup alone, because again, to me, Gloss is a power hitter guy. Uh, right. Bad, low batting average. He Chicks love the long ball. Power guy. I mean, he was a guy. He came in and hit 47 home runs in the season, setting the Angels single season record. Right. Uh, and I think he hit 30 home runs in all four years, more than 34 in, in his years with the Angels. But I left them out because I looked at my lineup and who I was picking. I'm like, I got plenty of offense. Sean Figgins. See, if we would have if, if we would have had like a utility off the bench, dude, he was a, he was going to be my utility guy because yeah. there's like, oh, I could put him here. Oh, well, so and so might have been a little bit better. Right. Oh, I could put him here. Oh, so and so is probably a little bit better. But right. if we needed a utility um, guy off the bench that can play almost every position, he was oh, going to he he was going to be my he did play every position. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember like going to a game and seeing him out like in right field, yeah. and then you go to a game like two weeks later. Now he's playing second base. Yeah, just, he's that short. He's that yeah, third. exactly. Um, yeah, I picked Sean Figgins because the guy. Okay. Got on base, set the single season record for stolen bases. He's up there. I think he broke uh, Gary Pettis's record for stolen bases in the Angels yeah, history. I think you're right. Um, got on base at a crazy clip, batted over 300, more than a couple of years with the Angels. Solid defensively at third base for a guy who wasn't a third baseman, came up as a shortstop. But, you know, transitioning over to third base was an easy thing for him to do. And that's a guy who you could put at the top of your lineup. Right, again, and, another leader. gets on base and steals bases. And moves his, yep. So I picked Sean Figgins. No, that's not bad. Like I said, if we had like a utility um, six man kind of NBA right. theme kind of thing, he would have been he would have yeah. been mine. And my number two was Troy Gloss. Right. right. Believe me, the only yeah. reason I left the Moss for that reason. That's it. Okay. So now we will go to the outfield. Um, we'll go oh. left left field first. So who do you have? 
I mean, who else but Garrett Anderson? Yeah, that's mine too. I mean, other than Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson's the other offensive monster on all the Angels record books. Right. Mm-hmm. Doubles machine. Uh, a lot of people call them lazy yeah. defensively, but I saw it as he did it easily. He, it was he, easy for he, him. Even his offensive swing yeah, seemed very easy. So, everything was so easy. So you can't be like, oh. Made him look lazy. Yeah. He had a very nonchalant approach. I didn't think that's who he was. Not necessarily he didn't care, but just um, kind of like we were talking with Joe Adele earlier. Very even kill. Not going to get too up. Not going to get too down. Takes everything for what it is and, and stays level. For everything. Super clutch. Super smooth, super clutch. Yep. Clutch. Garrett Anderson was Garrett An- the two thousand two team does not win a world championship without Garrett Anderson. No, I think you're Garrett right. Anderson Absolutely. is my left fielder. He's your left fielder. Yeah. Awesome. I don't even think I had anyone in second to that. Not even Josh Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> nah, Daniel Nava, bro. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um yeah, I mean uh, the thing that that stuck out to me for his eight years with the Angels, um, he averaged over 100 RBIs every year. And to me, That's like, we, when you start looking at, at guys, every season you'll see, especially during this process, oh, he had a great two seasons. Oh, and then a year. Well, it could have been injury. could have been yeah. different things, but he had a down year. With Anderson, it didn't seem like he had any kind of like a down year at Not all. Not even towards the end of his career. Right, and that's, that was the Crazy. surprising part was yeah. like even towards the tail end, he was still really, effective. really, yeah, really effective, yeah. really consistent. So, yeah. um, and I think since – Unanimously left field. I think we can go also unanimously center field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jim Ebb? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. But no, I, I center field Mike Trout, blah, uh, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, come on. Okay, all right. Blah, blah, blah. We know this is yeah. going to go. There's We're, no reason to get into that one. Yeah. That's just, we'll be talking the same thing we've been talking about the right. last like three weeks on the podcast. And then this one's probably unanimous too. Who'd you go for right field? Vladimir Guerrero. This is where I threw a change up. Uh, you, you put in. I put in Tori. Oh, Tori wow. Hunter, well, right he, field, uh, two-time okay. All-Star, Silver Slugger, one Golden Glove with Golden Glove with the Angels. So again, um, you know, uh, Anderson's not going to have great range in left field. Trout has good range, and give me another rangy guy out there in right field because um, again, he, I, I'm like, yeah, he moved right field when Trout came in. Yeah, he did. Okay, so he played right. Technically, yeah, he, did, he, did technically play right he played right field, so that's why I put him there. Yeah. Um, two eighty six average with the Angels. So again, um, you, it wasn't necessarily his prime years like he was with Minnesota, but a very good um, outfield, um, rangy. I know his arms isn't definitely is not as good as Vlad's, um, but. Um, also, too, I needed a, a legit DH that can just smash, and so. I, well, I mean, I went with Vladimir Guerrero because he had a freaking cannon in right field. Um, when his first few years with the Angels, man, he he was a force to be reckoned with in right field. You right. weren't gonna run on the guy. No, yeah, he was what Calhoun I is mean, now defensively. You as know. far as I know, me personally, if there's a ball that's kind of like lobbed into uh, right field, and there's a guy running through it, I'm like. Go! I, yeah. t- I want the guy rounding third to go because I want to see him get thrown out. So right. I'm like, go! And, and the same thing yeah. with with um, you know, Vlad. Oh, please run! Let's please go. run! Let's please run! Yeah. So I picked him in right field, and my DH is Tim Salmon. I left Tory Hunter off, and that hurt yeah. me. Yeah, it really did hurt me to leave Tory Hunter off my team. But I got to go with Tim Salmon at DH because, again, offensively leads. Mostly him and Garrett Anderson lead the Angels in most offensive categories. He's an all-time Angel leader in home runs. All that good stuff. Mr. Angel. I left him off for right field. Tim Salmon in right field, too, in, in his early years was just as good as Vlad, but we're talking 2000, so that's why I didn't yeah, exactly, right yeah. field. Uh-huh. I had him at DH. Um, and, again, the only reason I didn't have Torrey in my, in, in my team, too, it had to do with – 
the way my lineup was constructed. Right. You know, and you'll see how we ha- how I have my lineup set up right. in a minute. But who'd you go with DH? Uh, Vlad. Vlad was my oh, DH. Yeah, okay. Right. okay. Vlad was my DH. I wanted a guy in there in the lineup where um, you had you had to respect his bat. You can't you can't throw a ball, try to walk him down because he's just gonna, uh, yeah. low because he's just going to golf it out anyways yeah. and, and take you to the opposite way. So um, he's my DH. Offensively, just a monster. Average twenty nine and, and one hundred three every year. He had a, a, a three nineteen average with the Angels. Again, we're not counting his um, Minnesota mi- stuff. Not Minnesota. Um, uh, 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 oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Montreal. Montreal stuff. We're counting just Angel stats. So um, I know people are like, whoa, what about his average? Blah, blah, blah. No, we're just counting Angel stuff. No, so, Angels. so okay. So we have our one through nine lineup. So batting leadoff for me is Howie Kendrick. I'm leading off with obviously Sean Figgins. Right, I figured that. Um, the two hole, I got Trout. And two hole, I got Darren Erstad. Okay. Three hole, I got Vlad. I got Mike Trout batting third. Okay. Um, four, I got Garrett. Four hole, I got Vladimir Guerrero. Okay. Five, I have Gloss. Five, I have Garrett Anderson. Okay. Six, I have Tori. I got Tim Salmon. Seven, I got Simmons. Oh, that's funny. I got Orlando Cabrera. <laughs> so, source up in the same spot. Yeah. Uh, Erstad, eight. I got Mike Napoli batting eighth. And then nine, I have Benji. Ninth, I have, of course, Adam Kennedy. Right. Um, so I figure Sean Figgins and Darren Ursa get on base in front of Tim, uh, Mike Trout. Yeah. Mike Trout doesn't get the job done. You got Vladimir Guerrero. Well, and that's why I protected Trout with yeah. Vlad in mind. I See, mean, yeah, because you, yeah, that's, per, that's, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So my, my theory, too, especially if you look at the bottom of the lineup, I bet men, Benji nine just because, you know, he's not a no, yeah. huge threat. But you have, I have uh, Simmons and Ursa go seven and eight. So I figured. You know, if if one of those guys is it's going to get on, and you have Howie on top of the lineup, can flip it over, kind of mm-hmm. like what you were saying earlier, as far as yeah. having another leadoff yeah. guy down. So I, that's why I put Simmons. I was I was debating whether or not where to put Simmons. If you right. should put him maybe two and Trout three, but yeah. I like the idea of having him and Erstad on the bottom of the lineup to flip it back over to, you know, I mean Trout, Vladimir, right. Right. Um, and and uh, Garrett. I mean, boom, 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 one, two, three, right back to back to back. Similar so. to me because I had Orlando in seventh because I could feel. Say that any say your starter inning with Orlando who gets on base. Right. Mike Napoli can hit a home run. Yeah. Two run home run right there. Let's say Matt Napoli doesn't do anything while Adam Kenny knows how to get back on base. Exactly. Now you got two guys on base. You flip it over to Sean Figgins who can slap a double down the line. Then you got Darren Nurse who can pop a home run or get a fly ball, knows how to hit the ball right. And then you got Mike Trout, Adam Girl, Garrett Anderson, Tim. I mean, yeah. dude, I wish we had this team right now. Yeah, exactly. We'd be we'd be just almost as good as the Astros. Okay, so let's let's go. Go into pitching. pitching. Okay, so that's our starting lineup. Um I my like number, this, is, this my, is fun. My number one pitcher, Angel. I guess it has to be again. This is just two thousand, so yeah. I'm gonna call him the the two thousands and by uh, Angel, but Jared Weaver. Oh, wow. Okay. Two thousand six to two thousand six. He's my number one. Okay. One hundred and fifty wins, three time yeah. All Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously the last couple of years wasn't what he wanted, no, but still he had. Um, he was, was effective. He was an 18, 18 game winner, In like two thousand and thirteen or something. Yeah, I think 13, because I remember it was, yeah. was kind of later. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He so, won 18 games that year. So he's definitely my number one okay. uh, pitcher when it comes to this. My number one's got to be Big Sexy, Bartolo Colon, 2004. See, I, uh, I was thinking that, but then I saw his – his. if you look at his other record, no, yeah, like, his season after that, I was like, uh, do I really want to put him on there? It wasn't horrible, but that 2004, he was, he was 20 yeah. and 8, 21 and 8, I think. And I think – in that 18, oh. 18 game season you're talking about with Jared Weaver, I think he ended up getting second in the Cy Young. So yeah, I kind of thought about that. Third. Yeah, so I ended up thinking about I'm like, well, he's right in the running. It wasn't like it was for nothing. So, right. um, yeah. So that's my number one. Who's okay. your number two? Jared Weaver. Okay, Jared Weaver. Yeah. Uh, and then me, um, 
kind of nostalgic and and I liked him on the mound just he had the big intimidating kind of look uh John Lackey World Series victory uh, 102 wins as an angel um from 02 to 09 right. um just a big powerful um guy that comes out and just kind of he stares at you and you you know he has a kind of intimidation factor which was right. which was awesome so your number my number 3 and I th- I I I didn't know where to go with this. I was, this, this was hard. Yeah, because I was thinking about Cologne this, yeah. in this three spot, but um, Irvin Santana. I thought I thought long and hard because about again, kind of like what long I was saying earlier, he was with the team for a really long, long time, time, from 05 to twelve to uh, two thousand twelve. Yeah. So I mean, ninety six wins. Um, he averaged one hundred eighty four innings pitched a year. So in my head, I'm like, well, if I'm going to put this team, I need someone that's going to go out there and give yeah. me innings every single year. Granted, Cologne does that too, yeah. but um, yeah, so my number three was Irvin Santana. Pitched no hitter as well. Yeah, exactly. My number three was I wanted a lefty in my rotation. Yeah, if I had four and five, I, yeah. I worked a lefty. I wanted, a left, I wanted a lefty in my rotation. I wanted a lefty who could pitch high situation games, which this guy did. Um, and, and, you know, I thought about like, oh, should I go with Chuck Finley? He did pitch one year in the 2000s. Like, no, I'm not going to go with Chuck Finley. I went with Jared Wasford. Uh, 18, okay. He was he was definitely one of my guys that back I was to, thinking about. Yeah. Back to back seasons with the Angels was our ace in the 2002 team. Pitched some some high intensity games for the Angels in 2002. He was my third starter. Um, yeah. I didn't want to go to five because then that would make it too yeah. easy. Well, yeah. So someone said Chuck Finley. We're on Instagram right now. Someone said Chuck Finley. Two, uh, 2002. He wasn't on the Angels in 2002. Right. So again, we're just going off of 2000s. Yeah, we're just going off the of 2000 with the Angels in 2000. Chuck now, Finley was with. The Cleveland, Cleveland Indians, Indians in yeah. 2002. So again, so um, yeah, we could have put all Cardinals these, in 2001. Right. So we could have put all these different guys that were still technically in the league. Yeah. Um, but we went with just guys Indeed. that were on the team in 2000 and beyond. beyond yeah. Okay. So right. now we go to our bullpen, bullpen seven eighth, seven eighth and ninth guys. So I guess we'll go with the seventh inning. This was fun for me. Um, seventh inning, and uh, it was fun, but it was a lot of work. Oh, dude, <laughs> because you know the Angels. We've yeah. had some really good bullpen guys. Right. It's like, wow, go figure, right? Yeah. We've had some really good bullpen guys uh, on our team, uh, and this was kind of hard. Yeah, so seventh inning guy, I'll go first. I put Scott Shields. Me too. Okay. My seventh inning guy. Yeah, seventh inning Rubber guy. Rubber arm got guys out. Yeah, and that's the funny part. When I started looking up these stats, um, there's a stat out there called ERA+. Plus. Uh-huh. It takes into consideration the ballpark, the lineup, so it's not – a flat number it, it fluctuates with you know if that was a really good lineup you get a little more leeway if that was a, a hitter's park you get um, a little more leeway if that was a hitter's park then they take some away he's second all time in angels at era plus i think behind chuck finley uh quickly to answer todd uh it's our all angels 2000s yeah 2000s yes 2000s so, and beyond yeah so um i picked scott shields because Three eight three point one eight ERA, like you said, rubber arm gives you innings. Need you need a guy that can maybe come in the sixth and do sixth and seventh kind of deal. But he def- could even start. He yeah, started. A- yeah, and I looked at that, and he had yeah. about ten to twelve starts and, under under his belt. I believe. And that or, was some guy got hurt. Scott Shields get out boom. there and throw rubber arm. This guy oh, would four throw innings, five innings every yep. day. So yeah, he was my seventh inning guy. Okay, cool. Uh, eighth inning guy, ninth inning guy. I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to be interchangeable. But who'd you put for your eighth inning guy? Francisco Rodriguez, K Rod. Yeah, I mean, I have him in Percival like nine A and nine B because right. I, I don't know, I don't know who to put in that eighth inning role because both guys could go nine inning. I simply went with in two thousand two. There was yeah. no way anyone was bidding us because you had Francisco Rodriguez in the eighth, yeah, Troy Percival in the ninth, and, and I we went, could have had that a little longer as yeah. a team. 
would have been amazing. Yeah, because I think Francisco in the eighth was, works because he's pitched eighth. Like I don't remember remember Percival ever really doing the eighth inning. He did his rookie year. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, in in a time period we're talking about, yeah. I don't remember him it ever doing work. the eighth. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. So I mean, and again too, you can have him easily pitch the ninth. I mean, Francisco Rodriguez, sixty two saves in 08, three time All Star, hundred or two hundred and eight saves total, which is second only behind Troy. Troy but if you're going just in the 2000s, that's the top. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then Troy, obviously, I think is probably your other choice also. Absol- yep. So, guy. I mean, you look at his 2002 season, 40 saves with a 1.92 ERA. Um, that's a shutdown back end of the bullpen right there. Absolutely. And, and it's funny, though, because a lot of these Crazy. guys – whether you look at our pitching or you look at our lineup, a lot of these guys didn't play together. So you don't, you know, you yeah, obviously no. um, Vladimir never played with Trout, and Howie never played with you know uh, 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 some of these other guys like Gloss or whatever. So right. um, the fact that these guys did actually um, play together and were eight actual eight and nine yeah. guys uh, to me, my it yeah. blew my mind. That's why I kept them the eighth ninth because that duo won us the world championship. Oh yeah, definitely eighth and ninth inning. So, this was fun, man. Like, I want to do it again. Maybe we can throw the curator in on one of these. Yeah. Um, but the 2000s really made it interesting because we got guys on this team. Like, we got – you got Simmons and Trout who are still playing right now. Right. You know, and Napoli – Napoli's on my, on my team, and I hate the guy, but I want him on my team. Right. So, um, this was fun. You know, I, honorable mentions for me, obviously, Torrey Hunter. Um, I left – yeah. Sean Figgins for mine. Um, uh I left uh, out Brendan Donnelly. Yeah. I mean, God damn, but Brendan Donnelly was right. legit out of the bullpen was legit. Um, Scott Downs, even even Joe right. Smith out of the bullpen. Joe Smith, uh, Houston street for his short time was really effective. I mean, you know, Brian Fuentes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this was fun. No, this was it fun. was also, it was definitely something that, uh, we need to do again, hopefully, um, sooner rather than later, even if it, uh, got to figure out another time period that we can do this, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but yeah. it was cool to look back and kind of feel nostalgic about, especially the 2002 um, all, uh, World Series team. But it, it was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our email questions and we'll wrap the show up. We've gone a little long because, you know what? There wasn't too many games anyway. Like, right. We shorted like two games. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so and we talked about old time uh, yeah. Angel Baseball, so that's always good. All right. Let's get into our first email question. It comes from Mike Vigil. He's a... Uh, a uh, Loyal. Loyal uh, emailer. He goes, wow, in capital letters. What else can I say but wow, again, in capital letters. This team is just is is it, or this team is just hitting the wall right now, especially with all the injuries. Where do you guys – where do they go from here? They are falling fast. I'm super frustrated. They can't go any further down. I mean, I guess they could. But they could be behind the A's. Um, yeah, again, guy, we've talked about it. I mean, it's just – It's injuries. It's injuries. It's a combination of injuries and lack of – uh, top level depth in the minor league system yeah, we, to, to fill those holes. And we've kind of talked about it. I mean, it's yeah. just, and again, there's we're, nothing more than you just kind of hope everyone gets healthy and, uh, and they can make a run. Click on all cylinders. You, right you, you got to hope now it's to a point with the season where um, it's not, now it's not just good enough to play good baseball. You have to play good baseball and hope the Mariners fall back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mariners and obviously the Astros are in a position where if they play good baseball the rest of the year, no one's catching them. Absolutely. So now the Angels have to play good baseball and hopefully. Uh, more realistically, the the Mariners will come back to earth and they can compete for that yeah. that final spot. Yeah, I hope they do come back to earth because they're playing ridiculous right now. All right, this next email comes from Duncan Healy, another loyal listener. He says, hello again, guys. So one game over 500 so far for the month of June. It just sucks to look back at and say that there were more than a handful of games that we could have won. 
in at least four games that we had the lead in the ninth and couldn't hold down. We should easily be at least eight games over 500 for the month. Anyhow, are the Angels are are the Angels serious contenders? As of right now, they're not serious contenders. I think you can kind of say, well, I, I agree, yeah. but I think you can say they're serious contenders just because after them, especially like especially there's in the, nobody exactly. So it's like just by just by default, they are serious contenders because um, behind them it's it's the Oakland A's and but after that everyone else is 10 or more games back of that wild that it's final a wild card. five team race for four playoff spots yeah for the most part it is it so is. so i guess by that point yeah they are contenders because they are one of those five teams but it's not i wouldn't say they're a major contender they're the contender that needs to um get their head out of their ass and, <laughs> and win a couple games yeah, but, yeah i mean looking at the team and the way they're playing right now no if they right. keep playing like this definitely not contenders but Click on all cylinders again. Get everyone healthy. You just never know. Right. Next email comes from Lamar Washington, another loyal listener. What's good, fellas? I'm looking ahead, and I see we got three against Boston, and automatically I'm assuming we're getting swept. That thought alone tells me we aren't a playoff team. Is it bad I'm thinking like that? That's a uh, pretty good question. Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's bad like, oh, you know, no, no one wants to think that way, but uh, the swept by – Boston, I hope they get one, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got swept, just kind of what you, what they were saying. Um, as of right now, you're right. They're not a playoff team, but if Richards gets healthy and Tropiano gets healthy, Skaggs get over this little bump, um, there there's, there's, is potential there. It's just frightening to see the potential come and go so quickly, like as far as like the consistency. You know, when I read this question and now that I'm thinking about it, I think we all kind of in our mind, even when the Angels were hot, we thought to ourselves, this team can make the playoffs. They can make the wild card. But they might be a one and done in the wild cards because they're going to have to play a Boston or New York. Right. But at the same time, Lamar, the Angels, if they do to make the wild, they do make a wild card spot and they do play the Boston or New York, it's a one game. Yeah, it's a crap series. shoot at that point. So anything just, could happen. And it shows it too because. Um, in a three or in a five game series, okay, then maybe. Maybe. Yeah, More so in a seven. But yeah, yeah. I think. Um, you just got to get there, and hopefully you get some lucky bounces that go your way. Um, that's the weird thing about baseball. The playoffs are so – you play 162 games. You have and this huge sample size, and now even on the best series, you are you condense it down to seven games. It boils down to a couple series. Yeah, it's, just, it's so it, – the worst team in the world can win four out of seven. Absolutely, against the best team. Exactly. It's just, it's just baseball. It's funny how it goes 162, and then now you're judged on – Seven games at the most. Yeah. That's, that's pretty crazy. It's crazy. So, but you know what? I think the question that Lamar asked, too, I mean, I think it's kind of hard to say that the way the Angels have been playing because when, the way the Angels have been playing right now, of course we don't want to play the Red. Right. I look at that schedule right now over your shoulder and I see the Red Sox. I'm like, damn. But I see Baltimore right after. I'm like, okay, we yeah. can turn it right back but it, around. But it's just the fact that right now they're injury ridden and they just haven't been playing well. You may be in – Two months in, in, in August, the Angels are hot, and I'm going to say bring on the Red Sox, bring on the Yankees. Yeah, it's just, just all about timing. Yeah, know. and they can – and, you know, they already got – Seattle already got injured with Cano. They're, you know, someone else, you know, a Seager, uh, a, Seager uh, a Pax. One of those guys, those top-level guys gets hurt, then it could be a totally different story for them. So um, 
they're not completely out of it. I mean, they're in a position now where I said earlier, where now they have to hope for help from the outside. They're just not, can't depend on themselves. Yeah. Um, but you know, crazier things have happened. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. All right. Last email comes from Jason Ashton. He said, Hey there guys. Good show as always hard last couple of weeks, but still plenty of time to ride this ship out. My question is Mike Trout, the only all-star game, all-star in this team with Otani being out. Uh, if you're looking for like a hands down all-star, yes. Simmons can probably sneak in there. Simmons, I'm uh, when he when he's saying Trout, I'm taking it as automatic. He's going to oh, make yeah, it. I yeah, mean, it's Mike Trout. Yeah, but Simmons, he's going to be one of those fringe guys just because that shortstop position in general is just loaded. Uh, yeah. you can't take six shortstops. Yeah, you're going to take probably three at the most, I would think. So um, you have now that Machado moved this shortstop. You got Machado in there. You have uh, Lindor. Lindor. You have Correa. You have obviously so right there. There's four for a three for three spots. Yeah, Machado has that name. Um, you know, Correa, um, Correa just came off of the World, World Series. Series Lindor was in the World Series two years ago. Yeah. Um, isn't I, I, it, Simmons can be in the play in the All Star game, and I think he should be in the All Star game. But it's gonna be one of those things where there's gonna be an odd man out, and could I see him being the odd man out? Yeah, yeah unfortunately, yeah. But I don't think it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be an All Star. I think he should be. Right, but like you said, he's one of those fringe guys. He's on the bubble, and I just I, I think there's an indoor a name, a bigger name, and they get the nod over a guy right. like Simmons. You know? No, I I agree, and it, it yeah. sucks. It sucks that he's at a position playing as well as he is, but the position also itself is just loaded with young, talented shortstops. And yeah, Otani definitely would have been in the offseason. Yeah, definitely, he would have been hands down. Um, there's no question. Yeah, but anyway, I, I mean that's it. I mean, unless you want to get into any other kind of news, I think that pretty much wraps that, it up. Yeah, me. that's it. Again, we ran long, but that that lineup debate was awesome. Yeah. Um, again, if you want to reach us, uh, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We're looking for poll question, comments, um, reviews. Um, go on, subscribe to iTunes, leave a review there. Um, help us reach out to other people that are just kind of Googling uh, baseball podcast, and then the more that people look at it, um, review us, the, the the more it pops up for other people looking. Um, so again, it's all angels podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Halo underscore Haven, and um, also on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I think this week or next week's poll, poll question, I'm gonna put our roster, our lineups, and our our teams together. I gotta figure out how to make that into one tweet. And we'll let the people decide who had the better lineup and who had the better uh, team of the 2000s. So, um, again, look for that on Monday. But since I actually kind of know what the poll question is, I might just post it on Sunday and have a longer run with it. But, um, again, the, the vote, you have to be on Twitter. Um, create a fake profile, burner account. Um, you know how those work nowadays. Um, but, again, uh, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and Halo underscore Haven on Instagram. And we've, and we've had nine like we've had nine ratings on our thing, and we've had, like, some people leave reviews. I just want to quickly say this one was left in January, and I never saw it until, like, last week. Got to look. Yep. Yeah, so I just want to thank uh, Welcome underscore Matt for leaving a review. Um, there was a few, like, a Halo Fan 18 or something like that, and um, I think somebody else. But anyway. Thank you guys. For, yeah, you subscribe to us. Leave us a review. Give us five stars. And the way I don't know how you do it on Google Play, but the way you do it on Google Play, do that. Yeah, <laughs> do whatever you do on Google to uh, review us and 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 give us five star ratings. And you know, uh, again, like like Dan said, you know, uh, it's cool to kind of interact with people. And if you guys have 
your all 90s team that you guys want to email it. Yeah, perfect. Email it yeah, to us, man. email it to us if you have an idea of who you want all 2000s team. We'll obviously we'll we'll work it in with the poll results for next week, and we'll uh, see if there's anyone on there that we forgot, or maybe you know if you want to put it up and kind of put a short summary about why you did what you did. Yeah, um, maybe we can work something out to where there's some will be some kind of giveaway with it if, if if you know if the lineup's deemed good enough. Exactly. But um, yeah. We're looking for. We love the fan interaction. Um, I'll be at the game tomorrow. I think Chris is going to be there. Said he was. Um, look for us. John unfortunately can't make it. Nope. He has a life. I do. Um, so, but yeah. So catch Sucks us next being week. A, being a grown up. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, catch us next week. Um, we're looking forward to it. Again, you have some games coming up that are going to be uh, pretty crucial in the Angel season, um, the early season, as far as hopefully trying to get something from Boston uh, in the beginning of next week. So we'll see how that goes. And we hope to have the curator back for another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. With week. music. With some uh, his theme music going on. So that's going to wrap it up for us this week, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Catch us next week. Same same time, same channel. Well, not same time. I'm not going to guarantee that because we need to change <laughs> it from Thursday, Friday. But you'll catch us on the same place that you listen to your yeah. podcast. Who knows? We guys. might go to Kakui night next Thursday. We don't know. even know. You never know. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us. I'm Johnny Banks. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Bye. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.